eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. And, man, it's about that time. It's about that time. We are creeping, creeping, creeping among upon the NBA season. And we finally got this damn long-awaited, I think anticipated, Damian Lillard news. However, not the news in terms of the team most thought he was going to, but... The trade finally happened, and I'm happy because, honestly, I was not giving Damian Lillard another second of my time until an actual trade happened. I did not care. I did not want the updates. I was over it. Um, But now we have a trade, and we actually have something to react to. So, Justin, my fave, let's get into it. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. So, where do we begin? Where do we begin? First, let me just say... Let me ask, what what was your initial reaction to this news? Because in the last few days, it started. we started to hear like news that would suggest that the Heat were not the front runners and we're not going to get Dame Lillard, mm-hmm. which to me, from a business standpoint, doesn't shock me. I always thought it was ridiculous that people thought they had to trade him to Miami. I thought it was ridiculous that he thought he could demand that you know I just I didn't get that like I never felt like he had the leverage to do that not just because he spent a lot of years with them because people act like he wasn't paid for that time you know like I get it that you know maybe the organization wasn't always transparent with him but like Dame didn't have to sign that extension the last one that he did and he signed it and he wedded himself to the organization for many more years, right? And uh, like, to me, there was nothing in their past that had indicated that they were gonna move differently. So, but I don't think it mattered. I think he wanted that money and he was gonna take the money. So you were paid, you were paid. So I was just like, you have a contract with multiple years on it. Like, I just did not know why he thought, hey, he had leverage to demand, okay, send me to the heat and only the heat. So I always thought it was ridiculous. The Heat never really had the best package to offer. So I'm just like, to me, I don't know right now if Damian Lillard is happy because both he and Giannis have expressed in the past the desire 
to play together. And maybe he wasn't aware that the Bucks were an option. I'm not sure. I'm assuming he gave his sign off. I think we'll find out whether or not he did, right? Because it's we're recording right now on the day that the news dropped. It's only a couple of hours, a few hours since the news dropped. So I'm sure more information will start to trickle in about this trade, whether Dame blessed it if it was against his will. But I have to imagine, while I don't think Milwaukee, Wisconsin is like, the best destination in terms of just like your life and living there. And I'm sorry, Milwaukee fans, like I'm probably like not being fair to your city, but he's going to a contender. He's going to play with who some consider the best player in the league, but a top three player in the league. Um, I feel like this is a win-win aside from the fact that it's just not like Miami, like Dame gets a contender. Um, He's getting the help. You know, I, I don't feel like even though they went against his initial request that this is like a messed up move by the org. So in my opinion, they still did right by him. Yeah. And I guess for business purposes, which we can get into the actual deal, like what was traded. But for them, I believe they feel like they did what was best for them from a business point of view. So with that mm-hmm. being said... Because I don't, I, I don't recall hearing the Bucks in the last two days. I was hearing Raptors, some Mermaids of Celtics. So for me, I was caught off guard just by the fact that, like, it was the Bucks because they weren't a team that we had heard about. So they were moving in silence, like lasagna, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, <laughs> they surprised us. So what was your initial reaction? Um, it was just kind of like, a, oh, okay that type of thing. I didn't, it wasn't like super shocking to me, but I, I really wanted to see who was going out of Milwaukee. Um, so I was shocked to see Drew, which obviously it makes sense that it is Drew because of the money and then the position. But I was like, dang, he literally just said how he wanted to retire a buck um, yesterday. And he obviously has a great relationship with Giannis and all type of stuff. So I was kind of surprised to see Drew going out. And then we see Phoenix gets in there Um they were just so eager to get off of Aiden for some reason that they brought in Nurk and Grayson Allen and Nazir Little and Keon Johnson, who were kind of irrelevant. But uh, yeah, that was just kind of like my my initial thought. It's like, OK, they're getting Dame. But like, where are the other pieces going? Um, so I think, like you said, it was a good trade for Milwaukee and Portland and for Dame. And I mean, and for Giannis, too, like we were kind of monitoring the Giannis situation. So it's like. That kind of it takes a, it's a different dynamic at play now because he has a player that he feel like, or he should be able to he should feel like can help him get over that mountaintop again, and uh, that could murky the waters on whether or not he'll leave Milwaukee. But it could also, you could also do the other thing, right? If it doesn't work out, he could really be like, all right, I'm out. Like, so that's my initial thoughts. Well, it's funny because um, our friend, my bestie Amber on Twitter, said that. Uh, Oh, she was so happy this this trade occurred. So now she doesn't have to see Warriors fans thirsting over Giannis anymore. Um, I don't know if my single tweet telling him that the Warriors are a better destination counts as thirsting. Shout out to Amber. But um, I would say that I think it's going to be very interesting because, look, if they make it all the way to the finals and just lose, I don't see um, Giannis walking away from that. But if somehow it's like a disaster season and I think it's anything 
but making the finals, I think you're still at risk, mm. right? Of of losing Giannis. Um, so it's to be determined. And I and I think one thing we have to always remember, I think this will be a very good team. I think you have to consider them the best team in the East. Um, you know, but these things can always look great on paper and don't actually play out like that in reality. So we still have to see what it actually looks like when they play and what they do. But I would say that obviously Giannis in the, in the East, right? Like he's the best player in the East, definitely for sure. Um, And then I would say like, who's the other top team in the East, the Celtics. I don't, I don't know what you would say about the Sixers right now, but I, I, you know, they wouldn't be a top team and we don't know what they're going to look like. Right. So um, I would say the next best team is likely the, the, the Celtics. We know Giannis is the best player. If they see each other is Dame better than Tatum or is Tatum better than Dame? Tatum's over Dame, but I think, all three of them are very clear of Jalen Brown at this point. Um, so as far as duos go, I would give the edge to Milwaukee for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, is MB the second best player in the East? Yes. Um, I think as an individual talent, for sure. Um, I mean, Tatum kind of has his number. I don't. Has he beat Tatum in the playoffs yet? I don't think he has. I think they've seen each other a few times and Celtics always win. So I wouldn't be necessarily upset if anyone picked Tatum over Embiid, but I I, I give Embiid the nod. He's reigning MVP. I just give him that respect for now. I think Tatum has some things he needs to add to his game to kind of like take his game up a notch. So until he does that, I'll say, yeah, I'll say Embiid. Okay. Okay. Um, Now Miami... They were putting all of their their chips in this. They did not get their guy, and they've lost some critical members of their team. Now, listen, I still think Miami overachieved this season anyway, so I think it was very unlikely that they were getting back to the finals. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Look, I know all you Jimmy Butler believers, and plus Spo is a great coach, so maybe he can have them still as, like, a top four team in the East, but I, I don't think that they really are a team that's going to come out the East or, or contend for a finals. No, nah, I don't think so. I think they knew it too. Right. So they were like, let's try to get somebody that's really, really upper echelon talent in the league. And they were going to try to get Dame to kind of solidify their chance to get back to the finals, which even still then wasn't guaranteed. So I definitely think now they're like, a clear notch below the Celtics and the Bucks. They're still probably in that Cavs Knicks tier of that second wave of teams. Um Philly. But I would definitely say Bucks and Celtics are probably like head and shoulders favorites over the rest of the field in the East. With probably a probably a slight edge to the Bucks. I think the Celtics have more depth, but the Bucks have two of the three best players in the in the series with another all-star caliber player next to them and, and Chris Middleton and a deep boy candidate in Brooke Lopez. So uh, that, that'll be an interesting matchup right there. Okay. So, I mean, you talked about um, 
Giannis and Dame being a better duo than the Celtics duo. But I already am seeing the tweets about best duo in the in the NBA, what they can do if they stay healthy. So before I even take it to the rest of the league, let me ask this question. Is a Giannis-Dame pairing, I mean, I know what the answer is, but let me still ask the question. Is a Giannis-Dame pairing better than a Steph KD pairing? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I love the laugh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Steph and Giannis. Like, don't ask me such silly questions. <laughs> yeah, that's not. No, nah, that's not it. That's not it. Okay. Okay. Do you care to elaborate? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, Well, Steph is just clear of Dame in uh, every way. I don't think there's anything that Dame currently does uh, better than Steph, especially Steph at his physical peak in 2017. So... That's first and foremost the main thing. But I think Giannis at that, I mean, not Giannis, I think KD at that point was very, very close, if not a little better than Giannis is right now. Um, I'll probably give Giannis a slight edge over KD there, but stylistically, they fit perfectly. Um, yeah, I just, no, nah, I don't think it's close. Yeah. I mean, the real difference there is the Steph Dame, right? Um, right, it's not substantial between Katie and, and Giannis, but it's pretty substantial between Steph and Dame. But the problem is, people think Dame is on Steph's level, and so they mistakenly believe that he could do the same thing if he had certain talent or you know, Steph's pieces around him. So, this is again why I say I'm so happy now that Damian Lillard will get to go to a team and have help because I don't want to hear any more excuses um, should he not win again, mm -hmm. um, having help and, and telling me what he can do. You know, he could do the same thing as Steph. So we will see. Um, but let's get back to duos. Let's get back to duos. So um, are Giannis and Dame the best current duo in the NBA? Now, other people that I've seen brought up were Jokic and Jamal, um KD and book but no one mentioned a old LeBron and AD um I, and I'm not even saying that honestly I wasn't even trying to be funny or disrespectful there I'm just saying like they were not even mentioned and no one brought up the Warriors at all and I, I think sometimes people have a hard time even figuring out who the duo is there I think they just sort of view them as a as a threesome but um, and that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm you know, I, I wouldn't argue that there isn't necessarily a duo in Golden State. But I'm just curious: Are Giannis and and um, Dame the best duo now in the NBA? Um, on paper, yeah, talent wise, for sure. 
like you say, Giannis is the top three guy. Dame is like on the fringe of the top 10, probably top 13, 12 in the league. I don't think any other team has two guys combined. Well, the Suns have KD and Book, who are both probably top 10. Um, but I don't think KD or Book are as good as the best version of Giannis. So I think he gives them that edge. And, um, I mean, you can make an argument that Dame at his best is just as good as Book or around that level. So I think Giannis being as good as he is gives them the edge. And then you can you think about Jokic and Murray. I don't think Murray is as good as the second the second fiddle in either of these duos, right? He's probably like a few – like a notch below Book, a notch below Dame, even though he was really, really good in the playoffs. Uh, well, we have to see. We have to see if that playoff – if right. it's playoff Jamal – then what would you say? If it's playoff Jamal, um, I would still probably well, if it's playoff Jamal, that makes it interesting because playoff Dame hasn't necessarily been the best version of Dame. He's had his moments, but Jamal has consistently at this point multiple playoff runs where he's just been like really, really good offensively. Um so I would probably to me at this point is all that matters to me it's about who raises their level in the playoffs I don't really even care about what you're doing in the regular season and like for sure we have to say Jamal is a playoff riser for sure for sure I want to see what Jamal looks like against um certain defenses right I think throughout these playoffs and the the one they had in the bubble he didn't really see a ton of length and size on the perimeter against him it was a lot of small guards he can post up then obviously Jokic makes his job a lot easier but when they ran into Miami his numbers kind of went down a little bit. Uh, he saw Jimmy a lot. He saw Bam on switches, and that's like that's a lot of size and athleticism for him. And he didn't really look the same. So I'm curious how he looks through multiple playoff runs where we have a bigger sample size against different types of teams to see if he's really, really like like that, like that. Obviously, he was like that enough for him to win a championship. But for me to put him over like Booker or something like that, I got to see him do it against some of the guys that Book has done it against. You know, so. Yeah, I would probably go Bucks first, Sun second, then Nuggets third. I don't feel very strongly about who is the best duo. I just thought it was interesting how all the takes start. Best duos, um, unbeatable, they'll win the next three, you know, just, just, just all kinds of stuff, which we know that kind of stuff doesn't happen no matter what when people say it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was curious to know what you think. So, um, the potential though, starting five for, um, the Bucks, Giannis, Dame, Middleton, um, the twin Lopez, mm-hmm. um, Brooke, right? That's the one that's on the team. Yeah, Brooke. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not Robin. I think Robin is on the team though. Oh, is I think he? He was before. He I think he might be back. I think he might be back. I know he had left. Oh, you're right. I think they did do like a, a trade or something and got him back, right? I think so. I can check the roster though. Or he signed. But whatever. But we know Robin isn't starting. Yeah, he is on the team. <laughs> yeah, he is though. But Brooke. And then who's their fifth? Oh, um, what's his name? The crazy guy. The crazy guy. You know what I'm talking about. It's not Bobby Portis, if you think about Bobby Portis. It's not Portis? No. Who's their starting five? It's Connaughton. 
Oh, Connington, Pat. The gentrifier, the gentrifier Connington, who never okay. mind. We'll get into that. We'll I forgot into about that. him. Yeah. I forgot about him. Okay. And so Portis is what, their six man? Yeah, he is a six man. Okay. Okay. So that's their starting five, potentially. Do the yep. Warriors still have the best starting five in the league? I mean, statistically, they did. I think on paper, um, like talent-wise, the Bucks and the Nuggets probably have the two best starting fives in the league. Um, but the Warriors are deeper than both teams. So, but yeah, I'll probably give the nod to the Bucks. Well, I'll give the nod to the reigning champs for now. But on paper, the Bucks have the best starting five. I think. And when you say the 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 reigning champs have the best starting five, that means their numbers in the postseason were higher than the Warriors. Um, what are you basing that on? Their sample size were different. Was different. Uh, I mean, when you look at the numbers from last year, the Warriors had like the best net rating. Right. The Nuggets had like the second, but they their starting five played like a thousand more minutes than the Warriors starting five did. So the sample size is a little different. Who knows if the Warriors sample size, like number would have stayed the same if they played as many minutes. And then the Nuggets and the Warriors starting five is numbers held up in the playoffs. But again, the Nuggets play way more. So it was just weird. Um, just from like a talent perspective, offensively, the Nuggets just have no holes in their starting five. Well, the Warriors just have like obviously a hole with Draymond and Looney scoring, but on the flip side, the Nuggets have off like, defensive holes in their starting five and the Warriors really don't. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not prepared to give them the best starting five, but um... <laughs> my only thing is on both the Bucks and the Nuggets starting fives, they have like two superstar talents you know well, you mean? keep telling me that um clay is going to be better this season and be also be that draymond is you know yeah but okay. it's just like i don't know like murray can reach a level that clay's probably never going to reach same thing with dame um mm -hmm. but i do think outside of the top two like steph can match Jokic, he can match Giannis, and then there's the next level where it's dame and, and murray and then after that it's like Clay, Wiggins, Dre, kind of MPJ, Gordon, Middleton. They're kind of all in that same realm right there. Brooke Lopez. It'll be know. interesting. I think we need to come back yeah, and really break down the starting fives for each and see like the tiers and the categories because like mm -hmm. definitely some of the others have a stronger duos, but are their first three as strong as like our top three? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Our top four and then, I mean, I can't even, like, Loon is, like, such a X factor, you know? It's, underrated. like. He's underrated, for sure. So, it's it's um it's really hard to say. Yeah. I think once you get to the fourth and the fifth member of the starting fives, that's when the Warriors start to have the edge, right? Because I think Looney is, in my opinion, better than KCP and Connaughton, right? They have different roles, obviously. KCP and Connaughton are just, like, three and D guys, and Looney just does a different role, but. I think he's a little bit more impactful. Um, and then whether it's Williams or Draymond or Clay, whoever you consider the fourth best starter or something like that, they're definitely better, in my opinion, than Brooke Lopez or Michael Porter Jr. or something like that, right? So that's kind of where the Warriors get the edge for me. Top three is tough. 
right. stuff just because the second guy on both of those other teams are really, really good. But yeah. Okay. Look at us being fair and objective and <laughs> balanced. They still not gonna beat they still not gonna beat Golden State, but they cool yeah. on paper. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that next segment. But overall, what would you grade this this move? I'll say it's an A plus. For both honest. sides? For both sides, for the Phoenix Suns, who just just are kind of like in there for some reason. That's like a lateral move for me. Didn't really make them much better or worse. You know, there's advantages and disadvantages. They got a little, they got two, but well, they got four players for one, pretty much. Two of them are just kind of throwaway players. Two of them are questionable and in, in whether they're going to be good or not. And then Milwaukee got their another star and Portland got a young piece that they can help bring up with their young core and they got another veteran piece that makes 36 million that they can flip for draft compensation or just multiple players so uh a plus for portland a plus for milwaukee okay. c for the suns 